Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday, Monday. Yes, it is. It is. And starting like a Monday as well. Yeah, we're a little behind here, <laughs> sending out tweets, doing things. Uh, you know, we, we stayed up all night thinking of the most woke possible take you can have mm-hmm. on um, a funny situation at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. And Ryan, I do have to get this out of the way right <clears throat> now. I like Allie. I will never oh. say a bad thing about her. So you have you, no reason to slap me. Keep her name out your mouth. <laughs> out of my what mouth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I want to, I, I was thinking maybe like, I would say like hundred retweets and I'll slap you oh, on the show. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if I could do it actually. The, the slap or the retweets? Oh, uh, we definitely get, get the retweets. Right now? I think we, we probably get the retweets in like five minutes. I think so. I think so. <clears throat> I remember like, <clears throat> not to get all um, sentimental on you, but I remember one of the first times we ever did a post game show, it was after a mm. preseason game and I just tweeted out like. 100 likes yep. and we'll do a post game <laughs> show and it got 100 likes in like yeah three minutes <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh shit we might be on to something yeah 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 yep. and now we do post game <laughs> yeah, shows now, yeah, and, every, and they slap yes they do every game uh post game shows they'll probably be a little more fun this year so, a lot more fun and maybe we'll even get george payton down here after one yeah tim Connolly just you know casually strolls to the bar after the dnvr takeover of ball arena Walks up the stairs and just sits in the chair and goes on the show. Too cool. Yeah. Too, I mean, he is the dude. George Payton, ball's in your court. Yep, it is. It is. You want to be the coolest GM in town? You got some work to do. Yeah, technically, Tim Connolly's president of basketball operations. Oh, He's gone okay, above. So okay, okay. Is the ball Jones? John Ellis? Uh, oh, John? Mm, does he outside? still have his ti- No, he doesn't have his title. He doesn't anymore. have his title. So there is no president of football but operations. he does still have an office. Ah, that's nice. The best office? The owner's office. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yep. Now, maybe he doesn't have it within the past month, but a month ago he did. Okay. Um, Speaking of owners, speaking of all that stuff, it is the NFL owners meetings Mm. down there in, where are we? 
We're in Florida, Palm Beach. <laughs> okay, Palm Beach. Um, I bet you they have palm trees there. Ah, uh, they do. They yep. do. Yeah. Um, also, you know? sh- I don't know. It just isn't the name. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also shout out to MSU Denver online. If you want to learn about things like trees and geography, they probably can help you out over there. They can help you out with a lot of things. 750 total classes, 45 plus online and hybrid programs, something for everyone over there. And if you're looking to work a full-time job, MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution to check out msudenver.edu slash online today. My boy, a little throwback pod this week, or at least for most of the week, because Mace is down in those owner meetings, right? now and really quick before we hop into that hit us with a thumbs up if you're tuning in live if you're tuning in live on twitter jump over to youtube we'd really appreciate that hit us with a thumbs up subscribe turn on alerts because anytime something goes on we are going live you don't want to miss it and we really appreciate that also hit us with a five star review on itunes trying to get to 700 we close i haven't checked in a couple days okay um i know we are close Mm -hmm. we're in the 680 range i love it there's i mean at least a couple hundred of you watching right now I bet you at least 20 of you haven't left us an iTunes mm, review. So if all of you go do that right now, um, then we'll hit it. We'll hit 700. We will. And it's, it's it's now it's called the NFL annual meeting, I think, annual okay. league, meeting. league it meeting. It used to be called the owner's meeting. I don't know why they switched it or when they did. But speaking of the owners, Joe Ellis, kind of the owner of the Broncos right now. He's speaking right now, and our guy Mace just put out on Twitter uh, something he said, and man— Joe Ellis can't wait to be done soon enough. He's he's made it very clear multiple times, including this right here, that he's going to be gone. He yes. will not be a part of the Broncos. He said, someone is going to replace me. I made that clear with the bankers and the prospective bidders that have called me and talked to me and things like that. He's like, don't worry. I'm not hanging I'm around. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> what worries me is he said, like, he said something along the line. And I guess we can jump into our game here. And, and I'll start. We're going to play a little something or nothing. A lot of quotes have come out in the last two days from Joe Ellis, George Payton, and Nathaniel Hackett. And, you know, sometimes you have to sift through quotes to decide, is this something or is this nothing? So that's what we're going to play here. But I guess I'll start here because I want to talk about this one first. Joe Ellis said something today along the lines of, it's still possible that we have a new owner by opening day. And that sent me into a red flag spiral. Mm. Um, because you know what I had flashbacks to? Uh, naming rights? Yes. <laughs> it's still possible <laughs> oh, that we could have man. a new name on the stadium by opening day. And I was like, I how many seasons? <laughs> I know. Uh, it sent me to a dark place. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how many seasons did we hear that before it happened? Yeah. Four? Yeah. Five? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I started like panicking this morning. I'm like, mm. oh no, because all of a sudden it's going to be like, well, we're just going to get through this season and we'll right. revisit this in the off right. season. The off season goes quick in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then like, so please, for the love of God, get this done before the season starts. I realize this is a little different. Like, naming rights on the stadium, you're selling something to them, right? You're trying to say, hey, this is how we provide value for you. This is the team, which is worth a hell of a lot of money. And everyone knows it's going to continue to appreciate. So, people really, really want this. Probably more than they really, really want the naming rights on a stadium that people just call mile high no matter what you name it. Yes, exactly. And no matter what fires happen, there's jokes being made about it. And they refer to it as mile high. And, Ryan, I'm going to say... Your take 
is nothing okay, because it's just it's hopeful though it, it's all hopeful that was something i didn't think of but you're right once it starts getting into we should i think those I things that yeah i hope then it does get into dicey territory and now i'm sweating a little bit too that does make me a little nervous it's what 78 degrees out i didn't realize it was a warm day i wore a little flannel, flannel. and uh now i'm sweating here and that uh and that's that's a little <clears throat> scary yeah i wonder if like during the season is on the table or are they going to say like we don't want this to be a distraction for the team right yeah because if that's the case like i'll be really annoyed then it seems like they're milking it if it gets to that point yeah maybe jealous is like oh get 10 11 wins in my last year (laughs) right yes finally go out on top (laughs) hey he saw he saw john do it he saw peyton do it yeah john should ask for like a formal role just for the year right so he can say his last year (laughs) an inside consultant yes instead of an outside consultant inside consultant (laughs) um okay so the quote though we hope to have an owner by opening day something or nothing um i'm gonna i'm gonna say nothing Hopeful, hopefully it's nothing. I'm going something. That's something uh, to me. I, I, I don't like it. Man, I don't like it. But I think <clears throat> I, you, you may be on to something. Something else that Joe Ellis said, which did concern me the first time I heard it. He was talking about the fire. A couple hundred seats were affected because, I guess, who knew that plastic was made out of gas? I certainly didn't. It's not if made missed, out of uh, gas. If you missed Three Ring Circus. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. But a couple hundred seats damaged. Uh, 14 suites were affected. Whoa. Yes. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of money, too. Uh, so 14 seats. And uh, he said that the, those things might not be fixed by the time the season comes around. It's not what we were hearing on uh, Thursday and Friday right after the fire happened. Or maybe Joe Ellis has PTSD about getting things done by a deadline. <laughs> so he's just pushing he's, everything. <laughs> no, doesn't promise anything. Right, right. Um, what do you mean it might be fixed by the season? Um, because he said there was structural damage to like the uh, part that holds the roof, or like part that like holds the area where the seats are. Okay. <laughs> Why is are, it not getting fixed this week? Are you saying they have like five months to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like. It could probably be done by Friday. <laughs> you you think so? Yeah, if, with all the manpower. Right, the manpower, the money, the fact that it's the Denver Broncos. And we know that the price of sweets is what really is the sweet spot right. to make money. Especially when, when you're good. Yep, especially when you're good. So you would think you'd kind of move heaven and earth, right? To not be missing out on club club <coughs> seats and then sweets. Seats and sweets. <laughs> I don't get that at all. <clears throat> yeah. So like what 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 what's the other option? They're just gonna leave melted seats <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I thought Kyle Clark had the best tweet of everything when Mike Kliss tweeted out like Broncos say the seats will be fixed by the season, and Kyle Clark was like Kliss with the scoop that Broncos won't make you sit on the charred wreckage. It's <laughs> 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 pretty good. <laughs> like uh, I don't. This is gonna get fixed by the season. I think Joe is afraid of promising things. Le- oh man, you really may be on to something there. Um, so he said. So Joe Ellis said the big issue is steel risers supporting the seats buckled in the fire. Is this like one of those nine eleven conspiracies? Mm, if there's actually something going on, like no, just like there's something about like can steel can fire melt steel? Oh like, right, you know, right, jet fuel right. involved. Yeah, I mean apparently the seats pretty much were jet fuel. 
Um, I. So I don't, I I just don't understand. I yeah, don't understand. Uh, I I, I don't saying either. Like they might have to like go take out the whole section. That that's what I mean. Mike Kliss put it out there saying big issue. That seems like it may be a bigger issue. Like, are they going to have to take out all of club level, or you know, a quarter of the club level? I don't know. Someone who works in like construction right. or um like I, I, what what else would it be like contracting right um structural engineering, engineering. Yep, yep, yep. yes there we go there we go let us know here because <laughs> yes. we can barely even think of the terms let alone know what's going on going on even if zach even if they had to take out the entire section i still feel like it should be done by week one you would think and what millions of dollars right yes there, right exactly that you're losing and right all right do you think that hurts the sale of the team at all in terms of price, if you just don't have hundreds of seats and 14 suites? Well, I think like, it's did like... Did you just hurt your value? The the Russell Wilson boost you got, did you just take that down with the, the fire? If you're trying to sell your house and you're like, well, and <laughs> the west wing of the house is uh, burned down, <laughs> then yeah, it hurts the value a little bit. And we decided not to fix it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's... I, I this is crazy to me. Yeah, this it is really crazy. is. It really is. I didn't think the two juiciest things we we're going to be starting off with were things that came from Joe Ellis. Right, right. Joe Ellis rarely brings the heat. Yeah. Um, but he did there. By the way, did you see that video that went viral of, of someone Joe used... doing something crazy? <laughs> yeah. Joe at the pool <laughs> in Palm Beach. No. Um, Skinny dippings. <clears throat> God. Someone <laughs> was using a blowtorch to like. Refurbish seats um, okay. in a stadium. Okay. And I was thinking, like, oh, is this what happened? Because, <laughs> like, you know how the older seats get, they get like faded and yeah. they lose their color. Yeah, yeah. Um, like if you go to like, um, what is it, Arrowhead? Okay. Their seats are trash. Like they're so yeah. ugly because they've just been hit by the sun so much. Yeah. And someone, this video went viral of someone using like a blowtorch. Or not necessarily, I don't know, I guess more like a flamethrower than a blowtorch. <laughs> to, if you heat up the seat, then it like gets its color back. No way. And I was thinking like, Broncos? Is this doing? what you guys are doing? <laughs> well, it did start in the mid. I mean, I think the fire department said it started inside and moved outside. So I'm not saying they're wrong. But we, we all saw the video of right. like a group of seats in the middle of a section just, just on fire. Seats. Yeah, yeah. And that's underneath that. Obviously, if you've been to the stadium and you do the thunder, it's steel under the seat. Yes, it is. So how would the fire? Well, here we go with fire <laughs> and steel again. How would the fire have gone from inside through the steel and onto the seats to catch them on fire? So we had Jose chime in and says, I think he's talking about steel, says steel is flammable with a propane torch. I think he's talking about how you fix the seats. Oh, oh, with a propane torch. <laughs> yeah. uh, it sounds flammable. Oh, okay, okay, okay. A propane torch, aka flamethrower. <laughs> yes, I mean pretty much. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Someone else said it was a dab torch, which oh man, very well could have been. Maybe be dangerous. <laughs> I still have a lot of questions. Um, about yeah, the yeah. Fire. Me too. I feel like we have more questions than answers. Yes. Now. Yeah. We certainly do. We just hope that there's seats by the time. You know what they're gonna do. 
they're going to change the press box into those suites oh, and then put us yes. in the suites where you can't see anything. Yeah, with the buckled steel. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if we lose these people, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. They're not paying customers anyway. <clears throat> All right, um, let's get back to our game of something or nothing. Here. Okay, I think we're done with Joe Ellis. Oh, So good. thank you, Joe, for, for giving us that. Uh, and, hmm, uh, okay, we got to talk about this guy tomorrow. But okay. we can talk about the other one. Melvin Gordon and Kareem Jackson. Melvin, I think we got to save till tomorrow because I think it's a deeper conversation, okay. which may have you and I slapping each other mm. over. But Kareem Jackson, they're still talking with his reps. I think this is like 10 days now that it's been known the Broncos and Kareem Jackson are talking. Is there something there? Or because it's been, you know, almost two weeks of this talk, is it nothing? I think it's definitely something. Um, Kareem Jackson hasn't even been rumored to have talked with any other team, as yeah. far as I know. Yeah. Um, so I think he wants to be back. He loves playing alongside Justin Simmons. He obviously wants to catch the wave mm-hmm. um, with Russell Wilson. Um, I think this ends up coming down to like a one-year, $1.5 million deal. Oh, man. And Kareem just having to take it. Yeah. And... Uh, that is a price tag the Broncos would not pass up. That's that's great. And, and we talk about, you know, do you want to stunt the development of uh, Baron Browning if you bring in Bobby Wagner? The Broncos said, we don't even need Bobby Wagner. We're going to stunt his development on the inside on our own right now. Uh, do we want to stunt the development of Caden Stearns? Well, if you think Kareem Jackson's a better player this year with Russell Wilson on your team, you do. And I don't think it's necessarily stunting the development of Caden Stearns. I think it's helping the development of Caden Stearns. It's delaying the payoff of the development. Keeping him fresh. Um, I see. You talked to PR this morning. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just got off the phone with him right before I came on here. They were telling me about buckled steel. Um, I don't think they were because you didn't know much about it. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, I I think that, you know, you you delay his, his... role as a starter but learning behind justin simmons and and kareem jackson is not a stunt of your development i think it's it's merely just giving him more time to learn um he has a lot of kareem jackson in him when i watch Mm -hmm. him play Mm -hmm. um it's the flying to the ball it's just like reckless with your body um and i think that's awesome but there is a knowledge that has to back that up because when you fly around and you're, you know, essentially only have one speed, which I think Kareem Jackson does, yep. you really got to make sure you're using that speed to go to the right place. Yeah. Um, because if not, then you're just out of position really fast. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think understanding the game, understanding what offenses are, you know, showing you, knowing how to read your keys based off of what teams are trying to do, watching film, all that stuff, that can only help. That yep. can only help Caden Stern. So I'm not worried about him getting on the field this and, year. And with, with Caden Stearns, he was one of the most efficient players in the NFL last year. So what you would do is, you, just like Antonio Acosta says, split time with Caden Stearns and Kareem Jackson. Maybe not splitting time between those two, but what you're doing, the Broncos have talked about playing a lot of dime. Mm-hmm. You're may doesn't seem like you're going to sign Bryce Callahan now. Maybe you sign Chris Harris Jr. right before the season starts. But what you do is, instead of signing one of those corners, just have Caden Stearns play that role. And then he's naturally getting more playing time. Yeah, it's fair. I also never got properly roasted on this show for the Broncos uh, having a reunion. Ah, yes, they did. Billy but Turner. Also, did you? was that you with the, co- the caption Bronco Billy? Yes. 
I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I thought it'd make you proud. That like that tur- <laughs> that turned around the whole experience. Oh, for you. okay. So if if it does it have to be two name or like two words? I don't know. Something about Bronco Billy. Like does <laughs> someone already take that? I don't think so. Is that so. what people call Bill Bolin? Uh Bill Romanowski. <laughs> Do we call him Bronco Bill? I don't know. Bronco Billy is great. Um I, I oh, have an amendment. My day's made. I have that made you proud. I, I have an amendment <laughs> to my no reunions um thing okay which i never really said no reunions i just said i don't like them right um, but now you like this one no one was really clamoring for this one so it doesn't count ah it's not a big name right it wasn't like mm. we gotta get billy turner we gotta get billy. like everyone wanted the other guys do you think jano is a big name nah, within the fan base yes so does that fit in this or no yes it does okay it's too big of a name too too much too many people want it. Well then good. They're not gonna get him back. So <laughs> I think you're good. So Von Miller's a no. Um Chris Harris Jr.'s a no. Chris Harris Jr.'s a no. And then Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson doesn't count because he never left. You're right. Very good point. Yep. Wow. Okay. You're building a case pretty good for yourself. Yep. Um but Billy Turner, you know, everyone was asking about all the other guys. No one was saying, like, we gotta right. go get Billy Turner. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were just like, Hey, look, here's Billy Turner. Do you like this? And yep. everyone was like, Yeah. Yep. This is solid. And that's how everyone feels is, yeah, we, we like it. It's fine. Is it going to be a starter? Probably, but not guaranteed. You know who loves him? Loves him. Matt McChesney? He would probably say it like this. <laughs> oh, I love the guy. A um, lot Nathaniel of energy. Hackett. Yes, exactly. Nathaniel Hackett loves him. So no surprise that he's coming here. That seems That would be an odd couple, those two. Billy Turner has like the most turned down <laughs> yes. vibes I've ever yes. seen. Like Everything is like... Loki, he kind of like when he's not on the field has like like sloth energy. He does, yes, he does, <laughs> he does. Wasn't he? Max Garcia was like always the first one in to lunch after practice. Billy Turner, I think, was like one of the last. Just like kind of moves in yeah. slow motion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not a big fan of the media either. Uh, no, no, not a fan. And we haven't we haven't got a uh, media invitation to speak with him, so maybe he's not doing a press <laughs> he's like, conference. I'm, I'm out on that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they called me Billy Turnstile, and yeah, I was right, done. right, right. Uh, and in fact, I'll take one million dollars less to not talk to the media. It's a good deal. For yeah, him. really. Well, a bad deal for him. I don't good know if, he, if you're just like if. If you want to do the I'm just here so I don't get fined thing, you're like, hey, take the fines part out. Right. That way you don't have to find me a million dollars. I'm just I'm not here so I don't talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I do like that one, though. And I don't think it's a done deal that he starts. Yeah. And initially when it came out, $5 million contract, I thought it is a done deal he starts. But that's with incentives to get up there. So, yes, I do think it's competition. But I also think he is the front runner. He is. He is. But... It, Remember, he wasn't exclusively playing right tackle in right. Green Bay. He played a lot of guard as well. Not something why Nathaniel Hackett loves him. Love this All guy. the versatility. All the versatility. And if you need versatility, Ryan, check out our friends over at Lightshade Dispensary, where whether you're a casual consumer or a connoisseur, you can be as versatile as you want over at Lightshade Dispensary. And if you use code DNVR, you get 25% off your entire purchase of non-sale items every single time you go to their website or you go to one of their stores. And right now they've got Escape Artist, which is the highest award topical brand in Colorado that prioritizes quality and consistency. They have ratios available one-to-one and high-ratio CBD 20-to-1. They've got it all. So check them out and use that code DNVR for 25% off. Also, make sure you come down, hang out at the DNVR bar, or join us on one of our DNVR takeovers. Guys, 
This was one of the most epic nights like ever. Uh, on I'm Saturday. so bummed. I'm, I I've just been caught up in free agency. I totally totally spaced it was this weekend. Well, uh, I'm sure a lot of people feel like you. Yeah. Uh, there is an an Avs bus coming yes. up soon. Uh, we have I think 20 tickets left. Mm. Um, so get on it quickly. Same deal though. You come down to the yeah. DNVR bar. You hang out. You hop on the bus. Uh, we get the vibes absolutely cracking on the bus. Um, Breck brews for everyone. Yep. As you get on, you got like 10 minutes to drink them before we get to the stadium. Uh, get to the stadium. And then this is my favorite part. It's the one thing that we weren't able to do with Broncos games. I kind of hope we can figure out a way to do it. Maybe if we offer to take the charred seats, um, they'll let us have them. <laughs> now we're thinking. Um, but everyone sits in the same section at the game. So mm. we got your tickets through us. It's all one fixed cost. Uh, everyone gets to sit together, hang out, yeah. uh, you know, go crazy, start chants in the stadium. It almost reminds me of like a student section in college, you right. know. Um, and then after the game, you sell, you hop on the bus, celebrate the win, come back to the bar, have some fun. Uh, it's like a full day slash night experience. That's absolutely awesome. So go to dnvrlocker.com if you want to come to the Avs one coming up soon. We'll obviously be doing similar stuff for the Broncos game, maybe. The London game is how we get like a block of seats. That's for Ooh, us. Oh, yes, yes. And that would be extra cool because it'd be an away game for the Broncos. Mm -hmm. And yet Broncos would still be taken over. Yes, yes, of course. And I mentioned Breck Brews uh, on the bus, but you got to try those. You got to have some Breck Brews. I mean, on, on, on the Avs bus, is it? do you go with the Avalanche Amber? I think it's, a, it's probably a yes. Yeah. But I think it's in like a week or two. It's to be really nice out. Uh, yes. Then it's just strawberry sky yeah. season. Yeah. It's strawberry yeah. sky. You know, you got some Avs colors in the branding. Yeah. So yes, you do. It works out. Uh, but check out Breck Brew. Come on down here. You can get a 22-ounce beer just like Tim Connolly did um, when you're a member at the bar. Um, you can also get good company, hard seltzers, all that good stuff. So come hang out at the DNVR bar. Get yourself some Breck Brews. We weren't done with Joe Ellis. I remembered one more. Oh. You sparked me to it. Oh, yes. Playing in London, the Jacksonville Jaguars. What we know right now is the Broncos will not be a home team because they've already announced all the home teams for those occasions. And the only slot the Broncos could fill is an away team because we know their opponents and, and home and away is Jacksonville in London. Perfect. Joe Ellis. Tottenham? Essentially, I'm not sure. Okay. Joe Ellis is pretty much begging for it, like he did a couple years ago, and it yep. got them and the he game. Won, yeah, he, and then it was canceled due to COVID. Thank God it was canceled, though. Why so? Because if they did it oh, during COVID right, with like right, no right. fans, right, it would have right. been the lamest thing right. ever. Right, exactly. And then they would have been pushed off eight yes. years from having another one. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, this is definitely something. Mm. I feel like Joe Ellis is is taking it to the next step right now, right? Public pressure. Right. Um, yeah. He brings it out, shows you know, shows Broncos fans, kind of dangles the carrot, gets everyone fired up. <laughs> yeah. We all start talking yeah. about it. And if the if the league office is listening to this show, as I know they often do, um, we will throw the biggest party that a NFL team has ever thrown in London. Oh, did you hear that, Roger? Yeah, I know, I know it gets you fired up. Roger, you can come. We'll let you even pull out like one of the tickets for the drawings. Okay, okay. Um, and everyone boos him? Yeah, exactly. Except for the one person that wins. <laughs> yes, exactly. That'd be a good bit for Roger. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Great for your brand. Great for our brand. Um, I That party would be so cool. I dream about this like once a week. Yeah. Just like what it would look like. Yep. Because this is one of those things where it's like, okay, there's already a bunch of people who listen to the show in the UK. So mm -hmm. they're all coming. Yep. Um, and then obviously Broncos fans 
who want to go see London yep. are all going as well. Never been, would love to. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, me either. So I'm thinking we would have thousands. Oh, man. I Thousand. think so, too. Yeah. We got to find the right bar to, par- to yeah. partner with. Yeah. I think um, there's we'll a lot go, of bars there. We'll do live pods from the bar yep. all week. Yep. And we'll yep. have like one really big blowout right before the game. Yeah. Oh, man. That sounds amazing. It sounds so good. Uh, something else that's amazing. So you're buying that. Is that something? I, I think it is something I because I don't I think Joe Ellis would just say it if he thinks he's going to look stupid in a week. Right. Yep. That's a good point. And this is exactly what he did in 2020 or 2019, whatever it was yep. leading up to that season. Uh, and it worked. Yep. It sure did. And it could work again. And Jags Broncos, that's like a, that's a, that's one of the better yeah. draws they've had there. It, way better playing Jacksonville this year than any year in the past. Right, right, for sure. Unfortunately, actually, for the Broncos, what, in terms that? of like they'll be uh, right. You well, I'm, I, I, oh. you're not getting a free dub against the Jags. Man, the way the AFC is, I don't feel good about my ten thousand uh, plus Ooh. ten thousand Super Bowl <laughs> bet on the Jags. I think we had a pizza bet on that. Oh, it was we like, did. It was. If, it, if they have a top 10 pick, I win. If yes. they make the playoffs, you win. Anything in between is a push. You're, you, you're, your odds are looking a lot better now. <laughs> they are always looking better. Your buyout odds are looking better. Uh, something that Nathaniel Hackett thinks looks good is uh, Alex Singleton's hair. He says his flowing locks are really good. You buying that? Uh, yes, I'm buying you, that. Is it something? Is that going to get him on the playing field? Nathaniel Hackett is like actually naturally funny. He is, um, yeah. Like, he has a joke for everything. Like, yeah. what did he say today? Oh, he had a hilarious one today, I thought, when he was like, yeah, like, Joe Ellis tells me whenever there's something important, like, if the stadium's on fire. <laughs> yes, like, that's hilarious. Yes. Such a good little quick thought, Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. And he, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was, uh, I want to say he kept it cool, but he was really bothered by the venue that they were doing the, the, the press conferences in today. And the reason for that is it was like in a – uh, it looked like a hallway. Uh, like a it looked like Vatican. Oh yes, let's say. yes. And uh, so really loud, and they had just a ton of different coaches lined up next to each other, and they're all talking, and there's microphones blasting it all out, and so he could barely hear himself think. Mm. Is what I got from this. And it was a 35 minute press conference, and uh, so he 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 just kept getting flustered by it, and he said at one point he said. Should, should I just can you guys hear me no should, should we make this a game where I just scream louder than every coach oh, God. and uh and then he didn't he didn't do that but uh but he's he's really cool and calm I should say he should have just said like can we just go outside like you guys down right. to just go out on the porch yep I, in fact I saw a reporter that was there suggest that for tomorrow yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that's uh so it's like a big like echoey hall right yeah and they were why were they using speakers I don't know there's that many media that media there I guess. How did we mess this up I so bad? I don't know. This is the thing that we always forget about. I know. I guess it's because like neither of us have ever gone, so no, we don't yeah. have like a review of it. Yeah, and it seems like it's cool. I mean, it's in a really nice hotel, right? I mean, they interviewed George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett yesterday on the beach. Seems like there's much. a lot of downtime too. Like, could have brought my golf clubs. Yeah, yeah. To take a dip in the ocean. I think that media. I think other media are trying to keep this a secret. Mm, I think that's a good point. Because, like, 
everyone like when I first got in the business, everyone's like, you gotta go to the combine, you right. gotta go to the senior right. bowl, you gotta go to the Super Bowl too. Right. No one has ever once said to me, you should go to the league meetings. Do you think you have to be over a certain age because it's always in like a retirement oh, community true. sort of thing? They're like, well, you don't want those young whippersnappers right. 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 hanging out with the coaches until four a.m. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be, be up <laughs> early. We got to get Nathaniel up early the next day. They're like, <laughs> well, the the media people are like, as long as we keep it like over fifty, right? Then you know. Uh, everyone will go to sleep nice and early. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they they were up. I, Nathaniel Hackett started his press conference at seven forty-five. It's a tough. That's tough for me. That would be five forty-five Denver it time. It was tough for me this morning. Yeah, hats <laughs> off to you. I was fast asleep. All right, let's keep it rolling. Something or nothing. Okay, Quinn Minerts. Uh, he Nathaniel Hackett said he's going to be a really good right guard for us. Is that him anointing him the starter? Yep. Is that something? Yep, it's over. Yep, I think so too. Um, also, I, I like like he went out of his way to say right guard. Yep, he not did. that it would have ever he would have you know been flipped around. I think it means more though. Yes, exactly. He's going to be a really great right guard for us. That is saying he's our right guard in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying he's going to be a really good guard for us. Yep, that could mean anything. Yep. Something now moving on to the next one because I agree with you. It's something. Uh, something that's been brought up multiple times in the past 24 hours. I think by a combination of George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett is talking about Randy Gregory in a very good way, obviously, but saying they're very excited to see him in a two-point stance, and they just keep pointing to that. Is there something that could be unlocked with Randy Gregory being in a two-point stance? No. Also, <laughs> two-point stance is a, just a funny way of saying standing right. up. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. It really is. Those football guys do try to out-football guy like the media. If I times. ever officiate um, uh, a football player's weddings, instead of saying, please rise for the bride, <laughs> two-point stance for the bride. <laughs> and then what do you do when, uh, when, when they sit down? Um, Four-point stance, and you just have people like on all fours. Well, if you count each cheek as a point, oh, there you go, there stance. you go. And then say that, and then you'll see all the f- what what the football players do. I think normal people would sit down, <coughs> yeah. and the football players may be doing something weird. Yep, four-point stance is the most intimidating of all stances, and also like the least efficient. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. but it just looks like you're it really, does, right, you're really rearing yeah. to go. It's like very animalistic. That's really funny though. Like, why don't they just say like we're excited to see him as a stand-up edge? They're right. Like, exactly. We're really excited to see <laughs> yeah. him as a two-point stance. But you don't think it's something where it unlocks the next level of his game? This seems like something that coaches are talking themselves into. Yeah. They're like, yeah. you know, because obviously we haven't seen the sack production from him. Right. So as you're going through, like, and you make the signing and you mm-hmm. love him, you're like, what if what if we had him stand up, right. you know? Ten more sacks? Right. Like, <laughs> I, I think he could maybe actually get to the quarterback. Right. As if, like, no one's ever thought of that. Right, right, right. Um. So, no, that's nothing. Okay. Um. It is funny, though. It is funny. Now, tell me who this something is. Nathaniel Hackett's going to add an analytica, uh, an analytics guy to his staff, and uh, he has someone in mind. Is it Mace? Okay, it could be, because what he said was he likes to do things. He's like, you guys know me. I like to do things untraditionally. Mm. And so kind of hinting that this person was going to be an untraditional analytics guy, and I didn't even think about Mace being. <laughs> that would be untraditional. That would be untraditional. Going the media route. Um, like, what does he mean by untraditional analytics guy is he like not going to be a numbers guy that would be pretty that would be pretty untraditional look 
I'm hiring Ryan Konigsberg. <laughs> he right. is one of the best vibes analysts I've ever seen. <laughs> right. There you go. You just put vibes in front of it. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, look, vibes analytics are an, unch an untapped part of this business. <laughs> and I'm just going to page up to the booth and be like, what does the vibe say? <laughs> Your vibe will probably match his vibe because he said that he wants to be aggressive. He wants to oh, go yeah. for it all the time and that he was reined in a little bit. He, he understands he needs to not go for it every time. But, man, it seems like he's going to be the guy, the, the horse that's just trying to go every single time. And then someone's <clears throat> going to have to give him the tug back occasionally. you got to find yourself somewhere between John Fox and Brandon Staley. Right. You right, know, right. like, and yep, you want to be yep. a little bit more on the Staley side. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, untraditional analytics i i, I assume this is going to mean they're not coming from the world of football i think you're probably right um, yep. so he's like look i got this guy from brown university who yep. was a maths professor you know was a yep. analytics professor yep. there and big football guy too he's big, big never fan. watched a football <laughs> right, game in his exactly, life yeah. he's like i don't want right. the third party thoughts mm. coming from the football world i just want the numbers ah, because i know the football stuff yes. is what he would say yes oh man that'd be something that'd right. be very untraditional it would uh, i'm excited to see what it is whatever it is i'm gonna like it and then the first fourth down that he goes for and fails oh man he's gonna get roasted fired yeah exactly <laughs> um nathaniel hackett also said you have to have a quarterback to have a chance is that something or nothing uh i mean it's it's facts. It's everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's nothing to me because it's an obvious quote. Yep. Uh, but it's. Uh, I cannot believe how like blessed Nathaniel Hackett is. Oh my god! And he knows it too. <laughs> he know? knows it too. I just wonder if that was. I I want to know like when they're sitting at Los Dos Portrios, is is George Payton saying like, right? Look, dude, we're gonna get Russell Wilson. Right. It's gonna be so right. sick. Yep. Yep. Or is he saying like, well, we might get a quarterback, but what's your plan if we don't? Right. He's like, ah, I don't want to talk about that <laughs> plan. He was asked twice today about uh, Nathaniel was about the quarterbacks coming in this in this draft, and you know he was like, oh, I really enjoyed my conversations with them. Um, you know that they, they all have good things about him, but never once was he like, oh, it's a great quarterback class. Like he knew what he was going into, and then also, oh, Ryan, this scariest thing I heard today. Uh oh. It's good because we don't have to worry about it for a long time. When talking about a young quarterback, he said uh, when, when to develop a quarterback, a guy that you draft, you got to have him sit and you got to have him learn for like a, a long Love. time. Uh, like a Jordan Love. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that just got me thinking, well, the Broncos don't have their Aaron. If they didn't get Russell Wilson, they didn't have their Aaron Rodgers where it's okay to do that. It would have been a Mitchell Trubisky and picking someone at nine, pairing those together, and boy, if you're gonna go rookie quarterback, just go rookie quarterback. Have them be the have them be the starter. Have them play. And it was gonna be the opposite of that. So if we're ever talking about Nathaniel Hackett developing a quarterback, maybe this is something I'll remember. I probably won't because it's gonna be in like a decade from now. Yep. But that that scared me. God, I have like PTSD just thinking back to like what that was like. Mm -hmm. Like having to talk yourself <laughs> into that yep. sort of stuff. Yep. Um and the worst part about it is like I truly think that with quarterbacks, it's like an if you know, you know thing right. pretty quickly. Yep. And so as soon as they're like, oh, so-and-so is going to start the season for us, it's like, oh, shit. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know? yep. like, oh, no, not <laughs> yep. again. Yep. Would you make this trade like in perpetuity forever? Five years, to five to seven years of darkness, then four to eight years of success with like a, an exciting veteran future Hall of Famer? Yes. 
Yeah, because when you take a step back, half the decade, you're extremely relevant. Yeah, I was thinking about it. So John Elway played until 1998, right? So that's six years of my life. Then Peyton was here for four. That's 10. So right now, one third of my life, the Denver Broncos have had a Hall of Fame quarterback. So it's a better trade-off. Right, and that number's only going to grow every year for the next let's yep. just say eight years. Yep. Um, so like by the end of this, it'll probably be like, Oh, half of my life, right. the Broncos have had a hall of fame quarterback. That's you definitely just continue making that trade. Forever. Yes. And you know, you have a good, right? Because exactly. The draft today was awarded the 2024 draft, I think was awarded to Detroit and everyone's like, Oh man, I feel so good for Detroit. They finally deserve something good. And I'm like, Oh man, if we're talking about the Broncos like this in ten years, like oh Denver deserves the draft because they've had nothing good for you know the past two decades. It's gonna be like that's gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah. If the draft is like <laughs> yeah. the best thing you guys got going for the yeah. draft and hard knocks. Right, exactly, exactly. How do you feel about hard knocks? Are you where are you at? Just I mean they they got a great coach for it, but who? They have nothing else. The, nothing. I mean, Jared Goff was kind of funny because he was like dumb right. when he was uh, <laughs> right. when he was on with the Rams. Like he didn't know about like what was it the sun rising? Right. Like, yeah. And which direction? Yeah. And yeah, he lived yeah. in L.A. Yeah. It's very clear. It doesn't rise over the ocean there. <sighs> I think yes. No, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's yeah. So I I look. Dan Campbell will have like ten good moments. Yep. They'll all make it to Twitter. Nope. I don't no, need to get true. HBO to watch it. Yeah, I I haven't watched watched a full season of Hard Knocks ever. I, I was got like, into the Raiders. It was one my favorite was show up until that Raiders one. Yep, yep, and that's when I started watching. And everyone then said, "Ah, oh, this is the worst one." I'm like, okay, I'm tapping out midway through. It was really the worst one, and I haven't seen any buzz about it ever since. No, and the hope is that the Broncos won't be on Hard Knocks. We'll probably ne- like. There's probably a better chance of the Broncos never being on it in the history of the show. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> serious. Unless the new owner is like a showbiz guy. Mm, or there is that one guy who's yep, like in yep, media. Yep, exactly. And he he's the one making a strong push. They could do the in-season show all or nothing though. That is still on the table. Okay. Man, that got no buzz. Nope. Last year, zero. I don't. And they had some juice going on too in Indy. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. It really is. Because, like, NFL Twitter is not, like, hard to, like, crack into. No, no, no. Especially when you like got the a... Bachelor cracks into, into <laughs> right. NFL Twitter. Yes, it does. We approaching a season? Don't they start one in April, typically? Um, I have no idea. I, I actually have fallen off the uh, the Bachelor wagon. Yeah. What would you fall off first? Hard Knocks or Bachelor? They coincide at the same time? Hard wow. Knocks. Wow. That tells you everything you need to know. By the way, funny story. We were in Chicago, and uh, one of one of our guys out there suggested this like great pizza place. So we're like really excited. We're, we go now. We pull up. We we walk into the restaurant. In like the the I don't even know what it is at first, but the sound of the TVs is like unreasonably loud. <laughs> like it is so loud, and I'm like, what is going on here? And like the first TV I look at is sports, so I don't even think anything. Yeah. But then as we're walking to our seat, I realize every single other TV <laughs> is on the Bachelor wow. like reveal show, like the the what do they call it? the tell all yep, show. Yeah. Yep. And it is so freaking loud. <laughs> and it's just all like at least like 90% women in the restaurant, oh. like reacting to everything. Wow. And like probably could have handled everything except for how loud the TVs were. We were like, we can't do this. We <laughs> and they kind of tricked you at first thinking it was going to be sports with that with first just TV. Just the one TV I looked at, I was like, oh, the game's on. <laughs> it's crazy. Maybe that'll be the DNVR bar someday. 
Probably not. Bachelor wife? No, <laughs> probably, probably not. not. Okay, yep. No. Okay, two more. Albert O is going to be more of a move tight end, in the words of Nathaniel Hackett, in terms of he's going to be a receiver. Yeah. Um, something or nothing? Something. Yeah. Something. I don't know what the Broncos are going to do with all these weapons. Yeah. Especially if KJ Hamler's healthy, and I'll touch wood mm-hmm. on his behalf. I hope it happens. Um, but if he is, I just don't. How are they going to pick, you know, three-ish, three to four of these guys to be out there? Which, you know, it's yeah. a great problem to have. I'm it just is. so, like, it'll be interesting to chart the formations that they come out in. Yeah. Because coming out in too tight, you know, you did sign um, Eric Tomlinson. That's mm-hmm. his name, right? Yep. And you're going to want to use him. Yep. But that means if you have two tight ends on the field, in in most cases, you know, this is going to mean that you're – you can only have Cortland Sutton and right. Tim Patrick out there or like, right. you know, like then you're putting Jerry Judy on the bench. Yep. So obviously you can do that throughout the course of a game, but how much are you really going to do it? Yeah. And that's why I think the Broncos are just going to have to tip their hand eh, to what they're doing. And if they want a blocking tight end in, in the game, it's going to be Tomlinson and, and, not it's, and it's going to be a run and it's not going to be Alberto. If Alberto's there, he's probably going to be lining up in the tight end position most of the time. But it's not that it's not going to be a run, but probably going to be a pass, uh, especially if you just want to have the best pieces on. Now, you'll occasionally run a trick, and then you'll throw it to Tomlinson, and he'll be wide open because they're expecting a run. But you do tip your hand a little more on this, but I'm okay with it because you're saying you guys probably know this is a pass, but Alberto's 4'5", and he's six foot five. Good luck stopping him. Yeah, wait, he's what? Six foot five. What did you say before that? Four five. Four five forty. Yeah, oh, that's four, four five. five. Yes, in my head it made sense. It's like he's, what, he's four foot five. <laughs> I'm talking about myself. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's just it's it's crazy. Like obviously, if you're running the ball, it makes sense. But how much? Are, like you're basically tipping your cap when you put Thompson out there most of the time. Right. Exactly. And then the last one, Hackett said Bradley Chubb. Could be a dominant guy in the pass rush. And so you just spot on with that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could <laughs> do a lot of things. And that that may be where the something is, is just the They talk about two point stance at all. Uh, not not for Chubb. No, okay. no, just that's just unlocking Randy Gregory with that two point stance. All right. Yeah. Um Bradley Chubb definitely could. He's yep. a number five overall pick. And and I think probably the something there is that Hackett's not talking about it being a sure thing. Whereas Randy Gregory, he's talking about, you know, him being a sure thing, dominant pass rusher. Uh, Bradley Chubb, he's saying he needs to stay healthy. And so I kind of like <clears throat> that they're being realistic about it. How crazy is it to think that when Vic Fangio got here, he mm. just like instantly sang yeah. the praises of yeah. Bradley Chubb to the high heavens. Yeah. And had nothing to say about Von Miller. Nothing. Nothing. And as I look back on the Von Miller, Vic Fangio era, and then I contrast it with what Von Miller did in Los Angeles, I legitimately think it's fair to say that Vic Fangio wasted years of Von Miller's career. That's certainly how Von feels, without a doubt. I mean, obviously winning, you know, having a decent offense on the other side, that makes a big difference too. being on a good team, being next to Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd, all that stuff plays a role. But when you could, when you just contrast the numbers that Vaughn put up with the way that Vic Fangio treated him, which was always so weird from the start. Mm -hmm. And like, we kind of 
played it off early on as like, oh, he's trying to motivate him. Right. And then it just went on forever where like Vic Fangio just never said nice things about Vaughn. Never. Um, I, I look back and just think like, did he not see the value in Vaughn Miller and like somehow just blew it there? Yeah. And, and like you said, he just, he saw the value in Bradley Chubb and thought Vaughn was going to be Bradley's Robin, <sighs> not the other way around. And it failed. <laughs> Miserably. It did. It failed all the way around. You, yes. you had a 12-sack season from Bradley Chubb, and that was it from both of those guys. That was yep. it. It's, that was bad. In three years. Sorry yeah. to bring up old stuff. Yeah. Uh, I got I got good news for you, though. Okay. You and I both had a great weekend over yes, at DraftKings yes, Sportsbook. Very good. Hopefully continue that this weekend. We got the Final Four. And then one week from today, we got the championship. And if you want $200 in your account, bet $5 on one of the three remaining games. All you have to do is pick a team to win. And if that team wins a game, boom, $200 in your account and free money. Free money to get your account going. No better way to do that than our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Also, get in on the same game parlays. Since I was parlaying a lot of games in the past, can't really do that this coming weekend with mm. the college ball. So, and I'm just going to be getting in on the same game parlays over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up to get this $5 to $200 in free bets offer. That is $5 to win $200 by using the code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And Ryan, I got to get... Our DraftKings pick of the week right now because I am looking at these games this weekend. And I don't love any of the games. What I do love is the odds on one of the teams to win it all. I have Duke mm-hmm. in my bracket to win it all. Their odds are too good right now. Oh, or too bad. Too bad yeah. Plus 160? Nah. And I think it's even dipped to plus 155. I can't be doing that. I can't be dabbling in that. So I'm going the complete opposite. I'm going the worst odds. North Carolina Carolina plus 500. Love is playing like the best basketball of anyone in the tournament right now. North Carolina is hot. And the last time they played Duke, they handled them. Yeah, okay. So ours are um, synced up here. Mm. Um, I... am. I'm fully admitting I'm picking with my heart here. (laughs) But I want to take North Carolina to beat Duke. Um because I love when things don't go according to plan. Mm. Um, like, it already happened once with them, right? It was yeah. Coach K's last game, and, like, ESPN did, like, 47 specials about it. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, well that's what's going to happen this week. Yeah. Is they're going to say, oh, my gosh, it's all setting up for Coach K to avenge his loss against North Carolina in the Final Four, first ever meeting in the tournament between these two teams. And then he's going to go on to the finals and win the national championship in his last ever game. And I have to admit, I'm terrified that, you know, the powers that be really want that to happen. Mm. Um, But North Carolina, I have no idea, like, what happened to them this season. They're so good. They have everything that you need, right? They have the big center in the middle who's like a rim protector and he can finish and he's a matchup nightmare then they have the stretch four in manic who's just like making everything on the outside they have the quick little guard in davis they have the awesome you know scoring guard in love like i don't how did they not how did they end up being an eight seed i i I don't watch like acc basketball during the season i don't either i don't either but i think that's why we're getting great value here is because they were they're an eight seed right um, and they're, they're clearly better than that. I mean, mm-hmm. so much better than that. So 
I'm riding with them because I just think that everyone's going to think it's going to go a certain mm-hmm. way and then they're going to go spoil it again. And that's amazing. What I took from that was you don't like that John Elway went out on top with the storybook ending. That You don't like that Peyton Manning went out on top with the storybook ending. If I was in any other city, I would have been rooting for them to lose. <laughs> so you are definitely rooting for Tom Brady to not get the storybook ending. Yes. Also, it seems like the Dolphins stuff was just hogwash, as Mace would say. Yeah. Yep. That's what it seems like. And that's certainly what they're saying today. It seem, It doesn't wouldn't make any sense to me. Man, that'd be something. Makes sense for Tom. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. No more AFC. Just yeah. Oh man. Everyone go if to the he comes to, He's got to be smart about this, right? And realize he just waltz through the NFC. I, I think he's smart enough. Maybe that's one of the reasons why he came back. He's like, what am I doing? Right, I'm going right, to the right. NFC Championship game if I just stay. And then I'm playing Aaron Rodgers, so I'm guaranteed to win there. So I'm pretty much <laughs> guaranteed to be in the Super Bowl. I have a 50-50 shot of winning another Super Bowl. Yeah, like his competition is like Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, he's feeling pretty good. <sighs> and then also when he came back, he got to bring all his guys back. All the guys resigned. Yep, for sure. Yep. All right, so picks of the week are off the table. Um, do we have any super chats we need to hit? We got one super chat from Stephen Scholey. Uh, it says, seeing beat writers from other teams shout you guys out is so dope. No offense to the guys in Utah, but I wish the Jazz had something like <laughs> DNVR. Who shouted us out? I don't know. Oh. Let us know. All right. So, what, what would it be? Uh, T-H in Utah? Utah? T-H? Why would it be that? Would it be U-T-A-H? I think it would be. Uh, I don't like giving away. <laughs> I know you don't. I, know I don't you. like giving oh, yeah, away. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be a state. It would be a city. Right. Hmm. We've never, we've never gone somewhere with uh, two names or two words. I'm curious what you would do with that. Some dot, dot, dots. Three words. Some, oh, you're right. Three words. Wow. Yeah. Okay. S-L-C. Well, that's already taken. Uh, it and is, it's only three it letters. Yeah. Well, you we appreciate we'll the super chat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, let's jump into the comments from the listeners. Let's do it. Let's first, do it. First one coming in from Melbourne Bronco says, My boys, totally non-NFL related. Big moment down under this past Friday when Lance Buddy Franklin became only the sixth and possibly last Aussie player to kick 1,000 career goals. The scenes were unbelievable. 20,000 fans charged onto the field, taking over what? 30 minutes to clear the arena before play could continue. YouTube Buddy 1000 for a look. It was one of the greatest moments in our sport. Cheers and let's ride could you imagine like when peyton throws number 509 the, the whole stadium charged char- like the whole first floor first level charged the the field it's a it's a huge flaw in professional sports in america that there's no field storming during the game just ever uh, so you'd be okay with during the game field storming well <laughs> I, I, everyone knows that i'm uh team storm whenever you want oh um, I, I didn't know hate, you meant it that far i hate storm uh gatekeeping Okay. Um, so I always said, like, I wouldn't even care if the students storm the field after a loss. Just go have fun. I don't. I do not care. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm for it. If it's fun, do it. That's my entire philosophy. During a game. Sure. Okay. Wow. That's extreme. Uh, yeah. I'm so for the field storming. Yeah. As everyone's like, well, they weren't even ranked, or like they were ranked right. number twenty-four, right. and Vegas had it as a one. I'm like, I don't care. They're college kids having fun. So that's something you actually like about CSU this year. Then they they stormed the court a couple times. Yes, and I was for it every time. Uh, look at that. Look at that. Rams and Buffs unite. Um, but I really want to know more about this. Yeah. This uh, buddy one thousand. <laughs> Hashtag buddy one thousand. It sounds amazing. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the wrong page here. 
for a buddy 1000. I didn't see that. Oh, comment. okay. I don't see that comment. Well, I'll pick so. up the next one from All the right. Danimal says, "Guys, I hate to do this, but I have a fact check. Your I have to fact check your Mile High Fire theory. It's been deemed false. There's no way Shermer's playbook could have caused that fire because there was not an ounce of heat anywhere in that book. Realistically, if someone tried to light his playbook on fire, it would have ended underwhelmingly small puff of smoke, no sparks, and would leave behind nothing but the smell of a sad fart." just like his offense. Wow. My theory, either Josh McDaniels era spy cam finally short-circuited or the stadium seats were rehearsing for later this season when Chiefs fans implode after realizing they're back to being number two. Wow. That's uh, if you do think like you can't like wet a light, a wet binder. on Right. Fire. Right. Yeah. And that's what that was. Unless the binder's made of plastic, Will you send me the which link is made of gas. What you're reading this is off of because like, I just went through all the ones. Am on the I reading box. an old one? You might be. Wow. Maybe Which, you're not caught up here. I'm on the right page. No, well, I'm on the right one. Three Wing Circus? But mine's doesn't show <laughs> up. You got a picture of Romy at the top? No. Oh, well, then you're on the wrong one. That's on the top of my page. Oh, yeah, you're on the wrong one. That's really weird. Send me the link. I just did. Okay, I just cool. texted it to you. <laughs> and when you see if, is that the right one? Well, this is definitely the right one, but that wasn't on the page that's that I really was searching. That's really weird. Yeah. That's really weird. I'll have to check on that. Uh, Chilongo Bronco says, hey, guys, so excited to see Steve Atwater and Bradley Chubb visit my favorite soccer team in Mexico City. It was amazing to see Chubb wearing a Pumas jersey. P.S. Uh, and then he leaves a note for Mace in Spanish. Uh, or no, French. And then it says much love. No, it's Spanish. It's Spanish. Not French. Oh, it's not point. French. Okay. Que sera, sera. Oh, yes, in French. Will be, will be, they I said it was French. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Um. Okay, so why didn't I see anything about this? Um. Bradley Chubb. Yeah, I heard about Steve it from Atwater. people, but did the Broncos do a poor job of promoting this? Because I didn't see it anywhere. There wasn't much to see. Okay. I mean, they, they, they went to Mexico City to promote the Broncos there. Okay. And we know that Mexico's their place. Yep. Uh, and so they're just going it to promote it to get more fans, I guess. Because there's nine different teams in Mexico that like have it as their country. There was three people there, right? There was Bradley Chubb, Steve Atwater, Sidney Jones, someone like that. Probably, and then there was a PR person. Okay, and uh, maybe business side person. I was just thinking, like, do you think those people hung out? Oh, all of them <laughs> yeah. grabbed, grabbed or beers. Or Bradley tonight? Chubb just be like, "Hey, let right. me know when I gotta be somewhere. I'll see you guys later." It's a really good question. Yeah. All right. Does it feel like like a school bus trip where they're all stuck together? Yeah. I mean, I can only compare it to like us. Like if we travel somewhere, we go and we hang out. That's you know, true. Like That's true. We don't That's all true. like go our separate ways. But I just I have such a hard time imagining Bradley Chubb like sitting down at, to dinner with them. Yeah, we are like very similar and right, friends right, too. Exactly. With that, instead of just like it's not like we're plucked similar from different tax parts brackets. of the, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go to McDonald's? Steve's like, no, we're going to the steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, like, but I, even I kind of even have a hard time like seeing Steve Atwater and Bradley Chubb having like a whole dinner together. Right, I, I do t- for days on end because yeah. it was like a long weekend at least. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, that's super dope. Yeah, uh, I just wish I would have seen more. And it's really cool for our uh, our Mexico fans too. Absolutely, absolutely. Next one from Massive Chubb, uh, <laughs> fellas, as media personalities, who is the Baker Mayfield to your Colin Cowherd? Um, that is an athlete whose every move lives absolutely rent-free in your head to the point that it borders on a high school crush where you're writing their name in your notebook with hearts above the eye, hoping that they'll ask you to prom during study hall. This is a 
Very pointed question. It is very pointed. <laughs> so someone that gets in your head? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, I, mm, I guess. I mean, we definitely don't have this. Oh, it certainly wouldn't be on the Broncos. No, yeah. but I just mean, like, that whole thing is, like, he's just taking a shot at how Colin Cowherd never stops talking about Baker Mayfield. That would be, like, us right if we right. never stop talking about patrick mahomes or something but right like, right i guess the closest thing is is now i can officially admit it uh aaron Rodgers. oh uh, yeah aaron Rodgers. yeah just taking shots spend yep. a lot of time in yep. it i don't know if i and have he always one. lives up to it um I, w- I will say i was with some people recently and they were like yeah you know like you just gotta respect Patrick Mahomes. Like you just can't hate him. You just really gotta respect him. I was like, I cannot relate. <laughs> you don't respect. Absolutely him. hate him. Well, it could be a fun year for you. Yeah, for us, that's for sure. Uh, Ozzy Dan says, "Good day, guys. Look at this. A second from down under question. Question about the salary cap. When a team puts incentives into a contract, how does that affect the cap? For example, when the Broncos had four million dollars in incentives for Peyton Manning based on if they won the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, how does that impact their cap? Considering it can only come into place when the season is done. Does that money come off next year's cap, or do they have to keep the money or monetary figure free in case the incentives are reached? Thanks, guys. Have a great week." I think this is something that you can kick down the road. Okay. Um, that affects next year's cap. That might put you in a bad position, though, right? It could, yeah. Yeah, but what you also can do is yeah, teams typically carry over some money. So if it's $4 million in the census, you probably have that already. So then it just carries over to next year, and it's a wash. The weird thing um, is, like, I don't know if you follow this at all with the NHL, but they have, like, once yeah. a player goes on long-term IR, yeah. their cap hit no longer applies to the team yeah so team like they need to fix this because teams are literally just yep. manipulating the cap and then obviously once the playoffs hit all of that is off so you can like go way over the cap as long as you have guys on ir during the regular season and then once the playoffs hit then every it's just a free-for-all man that'd be something if somehow you lock up the number man it'd be tough to do lock up the number one seed with three weeks left and because you're 14 and 0 or something, and then you just put your quarterback who has a 60 million dollar cap hit on IR to free up like 15 million dollars, and then you bring in like the yeah. OBJs or whoever's right, exactly, out there, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be wild. Pig Tosser 66 says, "Funny, you guys talked about Russ signing being one of those. Where were you happened when it, or where, where were, were you, you when, when it, happened? it happened? Moment. So my wife and I played hooky and went up to Big Big Bear for for the day to snowboard. I get on the lift after a run and pull out my phone and see this notification, and I start losing it. I'm 50 feet in the air, yelling, "Let's freaking go!" and howling, and you can just hear it echoing up the whole mountain. My wife is looking at me like I'm crazy and keeps trying to ask me what is going on, and I finally stop after about 30 seconds of acting like a lunatic and tell her. Then I start yelling again. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that is way cool. Again, it's one of those things you'll never forget where you were. Um, I was only able to say curse words for like a solid <laughs> 30 seconds. Yep. And yep. It, it was it was much to the dismay of everyone around me who really wanted to know why I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah, pretty similar, except yours was like 10 times less is long than pig tossers and more people i'm sure yeah there's oh, more people okay. that were like what what oh yeah what? because you were in was, oh yeah. you were in a, a room with all new uh, co-workers yep. so they probably thought is this guy always like this 
True. What did we get ourselves into? And the answer is yes. <laughs> Bronk Euler says, Happy Monday, guys. There's so much excitement about Court and Jerry maximizing their potential now that we finally have a QB. But I have to wonder if Tim Patrick could come out of this as the number one guy when all is said and done. I understand Court and Jerry have both dealt with injuries over the past couple of years, but Tim has been extremely consistent and made the most of every opportunity he's had. He might not have the pedigree of the other guys, but I wouldn't be shocked uh, to have him uh, end the season with us as num- wide receiver one. I talked about this a little bit earlier. I think that I don't think he's going to have the most numbers, but I do think third and seven at the 50, he's the target Mm, more often than not. And that's going to be huge for Russ to have that guy. And it does seem like he's evolving as that guy right away before taking the field. Uh, And something else that could help with this is yes, George Payton gave Tim Patrick that contract extension. Yes, it was less than Cortland Sutton's. But this is a whole new regime in terms of who's going to be calling plays, who's going to be throwing the ball. Nathaniel Hackett has no allegiance to these guys. He's coming in fresh. And same with Russell Wilson. Yeah, and if you think of it like in Madden terms, um, sometimes it's it's just about the matchup, right? So if Court is drawing CB1 and you know Jerry's getting the slot corner, right? Um, then it's like, okay, well, maybe those two guys have higher overall ratings than Tim. But if Tim's an 81 overall – and whoever's covering him is a 70 overall, then there's a bigger gap there and it's a better matchup and he can win it. Like it's, it's so like the NFL, especially on the outside is so matchup based. It's like, it's not necessarily who's the best. It's who has the best matchup. And speaking of Madden, the game that probably is no one, no one is talking enough about right now, Ryan takes place today. Yeah. Takes place today. You and me, what are you setting? What's DraftKings? What's the line of DraftKings? Um, you t- you tell me the don't, line. Don't, don't be don't be afraid to be offensive. I think the line is minus seventeen. Okay, I'm I'm taking it. I'm giving you. I'm I'm uh, taking you. You're t- oh yes, you're yes, giving yes. your uh, I'm betting giving the all 17. the money, and so the NFL may now suspend me for a year oh. for betting on games that I'm directly involved in. I would have put it at twenty one and a half. Okay, all right. And I still wouldn't have felt good about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe twenty eight and a half. I hope it. Uh... I hope it goes my way. <laughs> we had a DNVR matchup yesterday. Spence took down mm, Henry. Yes, that was great. That was great. He he kind of smacked him. Spence uh, also smacked me on Friday night. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're, you're on a yep. little yep. bit of a yep. cold streak here. Yep. Oh, I definitely am. This is a bad year. I think I saw your uh, two and seven. Yep. Two. I'm blowing it all up after this year, too. Oh, Making okay. it very well known, too. Yep. <laughs> blowing it all yep. up. All right. Next one's from Samuel B. Sue, who says, hey, guys, yesterday the great Steve Atwater and Bradley Chubb were here in Mexico City on a few Broncos events. I attended one of them with my sons. We met both of them. They took the time to take pictures and talk to everyone there. I didn't expect them to be so kind and gracious with their time. It's really great to have Broncos ambassadors as great as them. I know Steve is not going anywhere, but I hope Bradley stays with the team for a long time. What needs to happen to ensure that he gets a long-term contract? And what do you think that contract would look like for me? I just think and hope he can stay healthy and he'll be great. Man, well, really quick, Samuel Bisu, that's the coolest thing that came out of this this mm-hmm. Broncos trip was uh, lifelong fans and, and their families getting to meet these guys. So I'm so happy that you were able to. Uh, if Bradley Chubb has a huge season this year, he's getting a long-term deal. Double-digit sacks or more? I would say more. But the Broncos did just give big money 14 million to a guy that had six sacks never so, had a double digit sack season. exactly so double digit sacks would get him a big contract and when i say big i'm talking randy gregory money 14 15 million a year now if he gets 15 sacks we're talking 22 24 million a year are you better off having two players of that caliber 
um, who are what is it? How many how many millions is Randy Gregory making? Fourteen. Okay, so would you rather have two fourteen million dollar caliber pass rushers or one, you know, twenty five million dollar caliber pass rusher and like a Malik Reed? I would rather have that. I'd rather have just the unstoppable guy, but. He has to play unstoppable. The, right. the Broncos had that in Von Miller the past few years, and whether it was his fault, whether it was Vic Fangio's fault, he wasn't playing at that level. Absolutely. Last one here from some people call me the Space Cowboy. With the Broncos picks now coming later in the draft, does this change their drafting style? Does Peyton pick differently knowing he doesn't have a first or second in this year's draft? 64th is basically a third or next year. What does that mean, draft differently? I don't know. Um what I will say is that once you leave, in my opinion, once you leave the top 15, you really can't draft for need anymore. Yeah. Um, like, I think that when you're in the top 10, top 15, you can say, who's the best player at the position that we need most and probably get away with it. Yep. Beyond that, if you do that, you're putting yourself in a hole that you don't want to be in. So I think that it makes best player available, which is a, a term that I think gets used way <laughs> too much. But I do think it makes that more likely yeah i completely agree and something else george payton is going to want to trade up in this draft now he, he said it yeah he said it yesterday he's going to want to trade up and then he was asked specifically about the first round and said yeah I, I want to do that but i'm not sure if it's going to be able to happen and i think that's exactly what happens i think the broncos end up trading back into the first half of the, of the second round or the uh even like the top five of the second round and it costs them one of their date or one of their third round picks and one of the, in their second round pick. And so then they're not going to have a pick until, Oh, I guess they have three thirds, right? Two thirds. Two so thirds. then they'd have another third. Okay. Yep. So you end up getting, um, essentially just a second and a third. Yep. Instead of, um, one second and two thirds, one late second and two thirds. Right. Yep. Exactly. And then George Payton is going to come out and tell us, that they got a guy that was a uh, first, first round, round grade. First round grade, exactly. Hmm, I like it. I and, then, like it. and then you get Russ, who is obviously their first round pick this year. And then you also, at least in their minds, still get a first round pick. How crazy is it that, like, we're going to do this whole draft show? Yeah. But it's all going to be leading up to day two. Yep. And potentially the very last pick of day two if they don't trade. And they probably will. Yeah. But yeah, it's really interesting. And I think. I think there's a chance they could trade into the first round. Mm -hmm. I think that there might be like a player that right. they're willing to part with mm -hmm. that we don't know about right now that they could use to as ammo package 64 and mm -hmm. player so-and-so to get, you know, pick 30. Got one of mine. Who? It's interesting. The position of depth. Okay. Uh, oh, yes. The guy yes. that we haven't talked about today. I think we... Oh, maybe we're thinking of two different people. Huh. Huh. Maybe this is a good one. Uh, maybe this is a good topic of conversation later in the week. All right. We'll save it for the rest Who of the, the week. Who the Broncos trade to trade up? That would be interesting. It's not likely. I shouldn't say. It's not common to see players no. get traded for draft picks during the draft. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. And especially since the Broncos know the position they're in, they can kind of start feeling things out right now yep there's no reason they couldn't i guess you would probably want to wait to see if the someone that you really like is there right right um <clears throat> but they can start kind of putting out feelers hey are you guys interested in this guy okay cool we'll, right we'll talk in the next couple weeks yep exactly all right that i believe wraps it up for us it today. does it Thanks to everyone who participated in the comments. Hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube on your way out. Of course, subscribe, uh, all that good stuff. Help us get 
700 iTunes reviews. Hit us with a five-star. We always appreciate those. Uh, and we will be back, the two of us, on the show tomorrow. We'll talk to you guys later. Roll out the truck and took a country drive. Now Flying cotton